Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Uh, tonight, Pastor Jeannie's got a word for This week, we will be married 38 years, and uh, we got married in, at Faith Temple in Sioux Falls, November 29th, 1975. And I remember that week, there was a huge snowstorm, so there's snow piles everywhere. So we're always kind of glad when Thanksgiving comes around and there's not any snow. Amen. And uh, for you snow lovers, you'll get it soon enough, just be patient, but for the rest of us, we kind of... In, Enjoy it sometimes to have brown times too. So, uh, but 38 years, and uh, we're, we, one of the things was said, and one of the news things was teamed up for life, and we have been, and uh, labors together for Jesus. So let's welcome Jeannie, right? Thank you. I'm good. I'm, but you keep that close. I might need that later. So, <clears throat> thank you. Thank you, everyone, for loving Jesus. <laughs> Coming out, being addicted to the ministry, right, Pastor Kevin? So it's fun to know the Lord and to know the truth, and that it's the truth that keeps us free. Amen. We shall know that truth, and that knowledge of that truth keeps us free. So what is on my heart tonight is a phrase that I heard a while back, a couple of months ago, and it's the phrase, it was an unguarded heart. Right. And it just, you know how sometimes just a couple words can just pop out at you? And I just couldn't quit thinking about it. An unguarded heart. Sometimes things happen and, you know, over the years we might see someone who is passionate for Jesus and doing a great work. And then all of a sudden they fall and you think, what happened? But it always goes back to our heart. Do we keep a guard around our heart? And so that's what I want to talk about tonight. And... We've got to keep our hearts from anything unholy. Amen? So I want to start, um, I'm going to pray in a minute here, but I want to have you open up to Proverbs 4.23. Basically, the whole message tonight will be quoted from this proverb. And let's go ahead and read it together. It says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Can you imagine the Word of God says, above everything else, we have this, we have that, we have so much going on, but God says, above everything else, let's say that together, above all else, guard your heart. So let's pray together and just agree with me that the Holy Spirit will really have his way tonight through the Word of God. So let's welcome the Holy Spirit. He's already here, but we want him to do, Lord, we want you to do heart surgery in some of us. We just open up our spiritual hearts to you, and we know you're a great physician. We say, come. Can you say that? Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Do a work in our hearts. Open up our ears to hear what is on your heart tonight, Father. Thank you, Lord, that the psalmist said, Lord, you're my strength and my shield. 
Our hearts trust in you, and we are helped. Amen? Thank you, Lord, for your help tonight through your word. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. We must keep our hearts from anything unholy. And I just love that word, guarded heart. We're guarding our hearts. Amen? Now, I just want to read this in a couple other translations in the NIV, Proverbs 4.23. Again, it says, above all else, and I'm just, this is repetitive, above all else, above all else, say it, above all else, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from your heart. Just think about it. Selah, stop and think about it. Everything that we do flows from the wellspring of our heart. And I'm going to read it now in the message. And it's verse 23 through 27. And I don't know if that's back there or not, but I'm just going to go ahead and there it is. Okay, let's go ahead and read this together. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Neither look right nor left. Amen. So you can see why the Word of God says it's so important to guard our heart. Amen. So um, heart in the out of the Hebrew means, here's some different things that this means. We might think, well, what's so important about my heart? But the meaning of heart is actually, it's your inner man. Your heart is your mind. Come on, right here. Our heart involves our thoughts. It involves our will. What are we willing in our life? What are we making choices to do? Our heart involves our understanding. It is our inner part. The real you is your heart. When we look at one another, we see, we see brothers and sisters. But the real you is your heart, the, the spirit man. The heart, it's the heart of man. It is your soul. That's why sometimes us girls need soul talks. Amen. All the man said, amen. We want to talk soul to soul. And um, our heart involves knowledge. Our heart involves our thinking, and it involves reflection and memory. Memory is all involved in our heart. Inclination, resolution, determination of will. Come on, when you put your heart to something, you can accomplish anything. With God's help, I can do all things. With our heart, our heart involves our conscience. That's why when, when we have a free heart and we're guarding our heart, we can have, like Paul said, we can have a free conscience. And there's nothing more valuable than being able to go to bed at night with peace in your heart. Heart is moral character. Heart is the seat of our appetites. Heart is the seat of our emotions and our passions. Heart is also the seat of courage. So... Because of all that's involved, we've got to guard our heart. We've got to keep it. We want to protect our heart. And tonight, we just want to look at a few things, like what are we letting in? We can become more aware. We can become more discerning and not let things in that are going to give us heart damage. Amen? 
So Luke 6, 45 and 46, is it good fruit or bad fruit? And I'll read this scripture here. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart, which like I just said, it involves our mind, our will, our emotion, our seat of appetites, our moral character. That's what's in your heart. It brings forth that which is, say it, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth that which is, for the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart, the seat of the emotions, the memory, the thinking, the inner man, the soul of the man, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So really we can determine what condition is our heart in by the words that we're speaking, what's coming out of our mouth. The Lord says, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth is speaking. So tonight we're, we're making new plans, a new determination to guard our heart. Protect your heart. Protect your heart from uh, things that aren't from God. So this next uh, portion talks about scriptures that describe our hearts and what kind of heart can we have. And I want to look at eight scriptures here that are just powerful. <clears throat> According to the word of God, the Bible says that we can have a fixed heart, we can have a steadfast heart, and a trusting heart. This is Psalm 112, verse 7, and I believe that it's up on the screen here. Let's just read it together. He shall not be afraid of evil. Say it. Amen. Our heart is fixed. That to me means we're going to guard against being wishy-washy. We're determined. Our heart is fixed. We used to sing a song years ago, my, my uh, heart is fixed, my eye is single, our hand is steady to the plow. And we're going to keep moving forward. We made a determination. It also says we're not afraid of evil tidings. So we're guarding our heart against fear. When an evil report comes, we have a guard up, amen? We have a shield up, and it says, I'm not going to let that bad news in. I'm not going to let in that panic attack, and I'm not going to let in that spirit of fear that would try to come in and, and rob me of my rest and my peace. So it says that we can have a steadfast heart, we can have a trusting heart, and when we guard against fear and doubt and unbelief, we have, the, we have it fixed that we believe that what God has said, he is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he has to change his mind. Has he not said it, shall he not do it? Has he not spoken it, he shall make it good. So we have uh, the condition of the heart tonight. One of the conditions is a fixed heart, a trusting heart, and we're steadfast. I just want to declare that over each one of us tonight that we are unshakable, we are immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that every one of you here, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And he is the stability of your times. I want to declare over your lives tonight, over my life tonight, that we are not unstable. We are stable in our emotions. Our heart is fixed because we're trusting in the Lord. We are strong in the Lord and in the... uh, his might. So we want to have that kind of a description of our heart, that our heart is fixed. Let's say that. My heart is fixed. I will not be afraid. I'm trusting in the Lord. Now that's the way to live. 
Okay, another condition of our heart is a sound and a blameless heart. And this is Psalm 119, verse 80. And let's go ahead and read it together. Let my heart be... <clears throat> Hallelujah. It says, uh, regarding your word, Lord, another translation says, let my heart be sound, let my heart be blameless. Don't you hate it when your heart condemns you? <laughs> but even in the New Testament, it says, when our heart condemns us, God is greater. He is greater when that tries to come on us. It says, let my heart be sound, blameless, perfect, and sincere. We can, we can walk in integrity, and we can have a sincere heart before the Lord. Because we regard, Lord, your word. We regard your statute, statutes. Job said, I esteem the words of thy mouth more than my necessary food. So we're in tune with what God says. We are blameless. Therefore, we can have a sound heart. I wholeheartedly follow your de decrees. There is, it's miserable to be half-hearted. I tell the story so many times, my little neighbor boy who's now in his 30s just wouldn't believe it but when JF came knocking on the door and of course we made chocolate chip cookies at our house I could make them blindfolded we did so many amen pastor Dave and now we've kind of gone to the packages but anyway they're still good right not quite like back then but but so he'd come to the door and of course we almost always had cookies and milk and uh, so JF I would say well do you want a cookie well, he'd say, this only happened once, actually. I don't know. And I said, you don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You've got to care. You've got to want it. You've got to say, yes, I love a cookie. And so I just, I just wanted him to have, you know, such, passion. there you go, passion. And we want to guard against apathy, amen, like, I don't know. I don't care. No, let's be those tenacious people who run hard after our God. Our heart is fixed. Our eye is single. We're running the race in lays, some of us, and we're not going to give in, give up, or give out. We're going to resist indifference. We don't want to not care about that cookie, right? You don't want to not care when somebody um, brings you a nice cup of coffee. It's like, thank you. That is a blessing. Thank you for that meal. Thank you for that fried egg. That is a blessing. We want to resist familiarity. Come on. Serving eggs after supper. So when we have a soundness about us, we can have a sound heart. Let's, let's declare that. I have a sound heart. Now that's what the Word of God says. We don't have to be up one day and down the next day. We don't want to be lukewarm. We, uh, we can be blameless and not be fake. You know that song, it's been on the radio so many times, but going through the motions. It's miserable if that's what you just go through the motions. No, we want to care. We want to feel what God feels and walk with that, that sincere faith. Resist familiarity. Um, that's kind of a whole other sermon in itself, but, but you want to have a sound heart that doesn't just get so familiar with the presence of God. Like right now, say la, right, right now. Here he is. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee, he is. He, he is rejoicing over you. He is singing songs of praise. 
and song, love songs over you yeah. right now. Yeah. He's right here. He's right now. Amen. Amen. So another description of our heart. Our hearts can be in awe. To me, that goes right in with what we were just talking about there. Psalm 119, 161, and 162. Don't we want to just stand in awe? In the, book of, in the New Testament, it says that the, the, the church was just, they were just amazed. They stood in awe and wonder at Jesus and the works that he performed. And this says, princes have, you want to read it with me? Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart stands in awe of thy word. I rejoice at thy word. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Don't you love that last part? So as one that has found great spoil, I mean, here we are. Like you've, most of you have your Bibles there. It's like we have the book of life. I remember getting a Bible when I was 19 years old. I didn't know there was a New Testament and an Old Testament. But I received the gift of a Bible from a man named Gordon Brown who led me to Jesus. And I remember walking down some steps where um, we were at. I was actually by myself that night because I had, I had left that group of friends and I sought out Amen. life. And I walked down a flight of steps like this and in Pierce, South Dakota, on Main Street, a little coffee shop that was springing up in the 70s. And I had just prayed the sinner's prayer. And I had, it wasn't this Bible, but I had a Bible. And I, I remember vividly, as if it was yesterday, and this is 40, I don't know how many years ago. I could figure it out after the service here. 40-some years ago, and I remember thinking, I have a book that has an answer to everything, yes. every problem I will ever face. I have a book of answers. We have the book of life. Amen. So we want to continue. We want our heart to stand in awe that we have a book. We don't have to like, oh, Lord, you know, I have to read a chapter today, you know. No, these words are alive. They are spirit and they are life. In fact, I'm so excited even about every message that is preached here because as the word goes out, the word is effective. It will not return void. Right now, the Word is accomplishing what it is sent out to do. The Word of God is prospering in the thing it is sent unto, and the Word of God is healing. Yes, and the psalmist said, send the Word. We send forth the Word to heal and to deliver from all destruction. So even tonight, the Word is being sent out. It doesn't stop here. It, it go, it's international. The Word is in the atmosphere. I believe bodies are being healed as we sit here tonight. I believe miracles are taking place in our families' homes because our heart is standing in awe of the Word of God. We can, we can make that decision to stand in awe. Now, here's what we want to not let our heart do. We want to keep that guard. Guard your heart against unthankfulness. Ho-hum, yawn. Yeah, I've heard that before. No, we always want to be crisp. I'm a blessed woman that I live with a thankful man. If you live in a home with a thankful person, your home is a sanctuary. It is so wonderful to be around someone who is thankful. And I didn't really plan to talk about you, but however, we are married 38 years this month. And, you know, how wonderful that, you know, he'll, he'll look at the sunrise. And um, he just, it isn't like, oh, I saw a man's arm grow out, and so I'm thankful. No, it's like, oh, that pillow is so comfortable. It, you know, we can be thankful over the, what would seem like the smallest things. We can be so thankful 
for what would seem like something little, but to to keep that attitude, that to keep that awe and that wonder in your heart, keep that thankfulness. If we're ungrateful and if we're whiny or complainy, uh, taking things for granted or disrespectful, there goes the awe. There goes the the rejoicing at thy word. There goes the the truth that we have found great spoil. <laughs> and we want to search the scriptures, for it is in these scriptures, Jesus said, that we will find eternal life. Right. You will find answers to every situation you're facing. Right. Some of you here tonight, you don't even understand yourself, and I know what that's like. But God will give insight. Yeah. He is the counselor. He is our advocate. He is praying for us 24-7. Think of it. Someone who loves you so much. He's constantly in prayer for you. He's praying for your needs to be met. He's praying for our hearts. That our faith fail not. That we will continue to stand in awe. That we will not get bored. That we will not become dull. I want to... Pray for a quickening tonight that the book of Romans, it says that the same spirit, come on, that raised Jesus Christ out of the grave. Did I say the same spirit? It's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave. Get a word picture of that. The same spirit that raised Jesus out of the grave dwells within you. Shall he not also quicken your mortal body by his spirit who dwells in us? So we certainly don't want to be lethargic. We don't want to be indifferent, and we don't want to not care. We want to care. We want to care about what Pastor Dave talks about. When we go to our job, we want to care. We want to do it with excellence. We want to care about our relationships. We want to care about our family. We want to care about that still, small voice when he gives you a name, and your, your head might be cluttered up with other things, but, oh, wait, you heard the name the second time. Oh, wait, a third time. That's the Holy Spirit. Now begin to act on that. And do what God says to do. We're doers of the word and not hearers only. Amen? Because we're not deceiving ourselves. Praise God. So our hearts can be in awe. We're guarding our heart against complaining and whining. Guarding our hearts about ta- by taking things for granted. Or thinking that, we're, that, we're, um, that we deserve something. <laughs> we don't deserve a thing. <laughs> it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives within me. And the life that we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loves us and he gave himself for us. So it's not about us. It's all about Jesus. Yes, it is, Lord. Have your way, Lord, even tonight as we continue to stand in awe at your word. Thank you, Lord. Another condition of our heart is a humble heart. Psalm 131, verse 1 and 3. I love this. Lord, my heart is not haughty, which means arrogant. Should we read it together? Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or things that are too high for me. You'll love this part. Surely, I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forevermore. So when we have this humble heart, the psalmist is saying, Lord, my heart isn't arrogant. Lord, we can't even take a breath without you. Amen? Lord, we can do nothing without you. But I can do all things through Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one who dwells within me. 
And it says that we are not going to engage in great matters or things too high. So the psalmist describes God as quieting our soul. Let that happen here tonight. That God will quiet your soul. That God, right now by his spirit, there's a wooing and a, a tenderness and a gentleness that Jesus alone brings. Religion will not bring that to you. And, and your list of rules will not bring that to you. Commandments will not bring that to you. But the living Christ, the Spirit of God who's moving right now, he quiets our soul. I'm just sensing right now from the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> I'll finish reading this part, that there's something God's impressing me. I'm hearing him give me an impression. Um, our heart and we're going to put away worries, granting inner peace, and it says, in relief from anxiety. That's what God does when he quiets our soul or he quiets our heart. But what seems to be right now important to the Holy Spirit is that there be a healing right now um, from just some anguish from someone's childhood. And that, Lord, right now that your word will minister. The Holy Spirit is ministering right now. But he's go, he goes deeper. See, like we go right here, you know? The Holy Spirit goes deep into the inner man. And so let's just all release that healing. We release that healing to anyone here who faced trauma. Some, some bruise, some wounding as a young person. And there's a, you know, there's, like you're doing pretty well, but the Holy Spirit is doing some surgery tonight. And we don't have to scream louder or shout, or I don't have to do a handstand here on the platform, but God does the work by His Spirit. He's doing something right now in your inner man. Bringing relief. Thank you, Lord. Inner peace. Grant that one inner peace right now, Father. Bring that relief. That even when they think back, when they think back about their life or about anything that they went through, that, that there's a new comfort tonight, a healing, a wholeness. Should we all say shalom? Shalom. Nothing broken. Nothing missing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We trust you, Lord, to do that. Only you can do that, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a humble heart. So we want to be aware of an unguarded heart and guard against self-sufficiency. If we're not humble, then, yeah, I can do it, right? A, a feeling of independence, like, oh, I'll, I'll take this one. Or what about a know-it-all attitude? Like, you know, somebody might be telling you something before... Before they're even finished, you go, yeah, oh, yeah, I knew that. You know, we want to stay humble. Amen. Amen. We want to be uh, swift to listen, slow to speak. Swift to listen. Pastor Dave says we have two ears and one mouth. So we can learn from everyone. Thank you, Lord. Um, Another condition of our heart is backslidden. Proverbs 14, 14. We certainly want... To guard our heart against this condition. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's read this together. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. 
and a good man shall be satisfied from himself or satisfied, satisfied from his own good works for the things that we do for the Lord. So we want to go forward, not backwards. Amen? Amen. So I believe that we're moving forward. Amen. We're marching forward, possessing the land, the promised land that God has for you. We need to guard our heart against the drifting. Pastor Dave has preached a message over the years about when a boat is, the anchor's not down, and you just drift just a little bit, and then you just drift a little bit more. And you aren't even aware, but we want to be acutely aware to what is the Holy Spirit saying. We want to guard our heart against a seared conscience. Come on, something that used to really bother you, and all of a sudden, well, just really, oh, it's not that bad. We want to guard against that. We want to guard against lack of standards and holiness. Amen? We want to keep our standard high. We want to keep the word of God on the frontlets of our eyes and keep them on the doorposts of our hearts and of our homes that our children can see them and our grandchildren can see them, that we won't get the condition of a backslidden heart. We want to guard against sins of the flesh. Guard against becoming comfortable with sin. Keep the blush in your Christianity. Be embarrassed by things that are immoral. Oh, we could have a whole sermon on that. Let's make sure that we aren't backsliding and guard our heart against swearing. We don't want to swear. You know, just make a decision. Just, Lord, set a guard before my mouth that... I don't swear. Set a guard against, uh, over your heart against things that defile the temple. Set a guard over your heart against immorality, against pornography, lust, and overeating. Now, I just want to say this today, immorality, that I want to declare purity here tonight in this congregation. That even, like the Bible says, we can look at someone and lust after them. But we want to guard our heart against impurity. And a whole other sermon again, it would be the computer and just how quick it is, no matter what age you are, to get into pornography and to get into sexual sins and letting your mind wander. wander. But we don't want to backslide. Um, do everything you can to find, find someone to stand with you and stay pure. I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to say something more about that, but um, probably always does. Let me just, I'll, I'll go back to that. Okay, guard against drifting, seared conscious, comfortable with sin, lacking standards and holiness. Um, you know, go ahead and provoke others. Provoke no matter what age group. I know when I was in college um, and got born again, and this girl that I could see Jesus in her eyes. And it was the most beautiful sight. But then I found out that she was sleeping with her boyfriend. And do any of us like confrontation? Does anyone here raise your hand? Okay, that'd be all of us. None of us like it. So with the power of the Holy Spirit, I said, you know, this isn't right. It is not right. She said, we love each other. And I said, it is not right. And our friendship drifted. And, um, but here she was one of the ones that I could see Jesus in. Isn't that amazing? But she did not like it. 
People will not like it when you say, don't do that before you're married. You know, stay pure. Stay away from pornography. Stay away from immorality. Stay away from sexual pleasures that are outside of marriage. You know, we could go on and on. But those things cause us to backslide. We don't want our heart to be backslidden, but keep a guard around your heart. Above all else, guard your heart. Come on now. Above all else, guard your heart. And I want to say there's freedom here tonight. If there's, you know, there's some little closet in your house where you go to and you don't like that closet, there's freedom in Jesus. We don't want to have a proud heart. Proverbs 16.5. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. The proverb says that that's one of the things that, that God hates is pride. And um, though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. And that though hand join in hand, it's, it's like they join forces. But it's not going to do any good. God detests pride. We do not want to have a proud heart. Guard against it. Don't be stiff-necked. That kind of is like, yeah, I know that. I heard that one already. Um, no, don't be stiff-necked. Don't be unteachable or invincible. Also, I read this really neat thing on a scrap of paper that I meant to bring with me, but we don't need to be the center of attention. It's okay if someone else is recognized for something and you did it all, <laughs> but someone else is thanked. It's, it's okay. It's okay because we don't have a, pr- a proud heart. Just guard against that. Okay, just two more here. Joyful heart, Proverbs 17, 22. I'm sure most of you remember this one. A merry heart does good like a... But a broken spirit dries the bones. So we want to guard against depression. We want to keep our heart in the condition of being joyful. Guard against anger. Guard against temper tantrums, moodiness and sadness. Do not allow a spirit of grief to come on you. I had a spirit of grief over something, a loss that I had several years ago. And I grieved for two years. It is a spirit that will come on you, whether it's maybe somebody's gone through a divorce or you know, something you thought something was going to be a certain way and it wasn't that way. But shake off a spirit of grief because it will rob you. It will dry your bones if you have a broken spirit. Uh, take a stand against a sick heart. Hope deferred makes the... But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. So we want to maintain a joyful heart. Jesus said in the New Testament, cheer up. I've overcome the world. Um, let's see. Okay, so let's move along here because I want to have uh, kind of a different direction that we're going to spend the last 10 minutes, Pastor Dave, correct? Quarter two or t- 22? Okay. We're doing well then. We want to have an honest and a good heart, Luke eight fifteen. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, my heart is honest and good. Doesn't that feel good just to say that? You know, it feels good to speak truth. The seed, which is the word of God, is on the good ground, and they which have an honest and a good heart, having heard the word of God, what do they do? Keep it, and we bring forth fruit with patience. So if we have an honest and a good heart, 
We guard against, what's the opposite of honesty? Yes, dishonesty. We want to guard against lying. You know, this is a habit that some people just have a really hard time getting free from. But we want to have an honest heart. We don't want to deceive ourselves. We don't want to lie. Yeah. Snap that habit of, of lying. What's underneath lying is fear, that you're, uh, you're afraid to tell the truth. Yeah, right. So we, don't, we want to have a, our heart guarded against lying, against selfishness and deception. We want to keep our heart guard, a guard around our heart against a critical spirit where we're always putting somebody down or we're negative or see something wrong or this and this and this. No, we want to have an honest and a what kind of heart? It is a good heart. Stay away from a judgmental spirit, a divisive spirit. I just want to say here tonight that the Holy Spirit, um, like in the natural, I do not like to exhort. But that is one of the gifts from the Holy Spirit is exhortation. And so it's not like a warm, fuzzy, like, well, God just really loves, I mean, I love those messages. Like, God loves you, and, you know, I wanted to do a message tonight on a love bath. Where, <laughs> and that, I think that'll be really neat some other night. But, but we need to provoke one another. We need to say, what's in my heart? We need to, above all else, guard your heart. Keep these, all these things that we, we've touched on. Keep out jealousy. Jealousy is, again, underneath jealousy is fear. Um, envy and jealousy and putting others down. We want to guard against that. We want to rejoice with those who rejoice. And we want to cry with those who cry. So now this is, um, I'm going to ask if all the, everyone under 20, no, I did not tell you ahead of time. Everyone ever under 20 would just come on up here. It's just us, right? Yeah. You're just going to help me read. It's all in front of you. It's not scary. Thank you. You can just sit on the steps. You know what? I want all the time for young people to get used to being up here. Amen. Whether it's in praise and worship. Oh, there. Jared's under 20. Anyone else? All right, 25 and under. <laughs> 30 and under. 30 and under. 30 and under. Oh, it's filling in now. Do you guys want to sit down, make yourself comfortable? Okay. Oh, look at these young people. Okay, and then, uh, Pastor Kevin, if you would, um, you can give these out to... <clears throat> 40 and under. <laughs> would everyone come forward? Yeah. yeah, everyone gets one. So, But these young people, there's a call of God on their lives. Look at how beautiful they are. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just, it's just beautiful to in, encourage young people to come up to the altar and to participate in the ministry and to be used to speaking for the Lord. So I did think about that handheld. Um, so, well, I haven't totally thought through that. would be fine. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so, um, well, that's a real good idea because I, I would like you young people to read, like, go right on down the line. And um, as you see on your sheets here, it says, what's the top say there? Guard your heart. Okay. So we want to guard our heart. We don't want to have an unguarded heart. And so uh, you, if you go ahead and start, and when David reads this, I'm gonna, what I'm going to declare through the verse that each person reads, I'll make a declaration that through this verse, we have a spiritual heart. So go ahead, David. For where your heart, or excuse me, I can't read very well today. <laughs> For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So we can, we, that's something we can receive tonight, a spiritual heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. What kind of a heart? Trusting heart. Amen. So we, and if you want to jot those down, if you want to put, these, these all are things that our heart can exercise. A spiritual heart, a trusting heart. Okay, you go. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. We had to put that one in there. Amen. And so when I saw that, the verse that Hugo read, I, to me I could see it's like a safe heart. If you're guarding your heart, your heart is safe. If you're guarding your heart, all those other things cannot penetrate. I think... Uh, or is your sheet different than mine? Are we at trust the Lord? Okay, go ahead. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes keep, my, keep to my ways. Amen. Okay, let's, what kind of heart do you see there? Amen. Surrendered heart. Committed heart. Amen. Just say anything that, that you see there. Obedient heart. Sure. Amen. Praise in my pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast. Amen. I was in my 20s before I could do that. So what kind of a heart? Let's just A pure heart. Isn't that a beautiful song? Created me a pure heart. So we guard our heart against what? Impurities. Declare a pure heart tonight. <laughs> my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Amen. All right. This, let's just say, La. Okay. A strong heart. Declare that. Your heart is strong. Your flesh might fail, but our heart is fixed. Okay? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. What kind of peaceful? 
prayerful? Peace I live, leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, troubled and do not be afraid. Amen. So we're not afraid. Our heart is not fearful. Amen. The Bible says men's hearts fail them because of fear. But our hearts can be unafraid, according to John 14. And Jesus also said, he said, don't be troubled. So we can say our heart isn't troubled. Amen. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Oh, that's a good one to pause on here. Any comments? A delightful heart. A trusting heart. And, you know, it could also be that your heart will be fulfilled. A fulfilled heart. Let's face it, how many of us use that when we wanted to get married? Well, I did. <laughs> did anyone? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so we can have a fulfilled heart. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all of your wonders. Okay, comments on that? A full heart. Praiseworthy. Thankful. What would you say, Bernard? A praising heart. Yeah, the New Testament says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. So it's, we yield our hearts. We just determine to yield our hearts to the Lord. Okay? Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. What do you see there? Amen. Willing, a dependent heart. Yes, Lord. And aren't we vulnerable when we, it says we can, Lord, you can examine me. So our heart is open. Amen. You kids are doing a great job. All you young people under 30. <laughs> the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Comments? It goes back to humility. Amen. Contrite, brokenness, we know that we can't do it, we can't do anything without Jesus, okay? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. What kind of heart? Yes, Lord. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul, to an idol or swear by what is false. Amen. What kind of a heart is this? It is a pure heart, a holy heart. The uh, psalmist said, who can go to his holy hill? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Thank you, Lord. Okay, um, so would all you young people stand up and let's read these last two together. And we'll start with Psalm 19, verse 14. <clears throat> and I want you to declare it with a, with a Holy Ghost voice, a Holy Ghost anointing. One, two, three, begin. May the words of my mouth 
Yes, I see an acceptable heart there. We're accepted in the beloved. And then lastly, we are repeating because we have to repeat this one. Philippians 4, 7. The result is and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's thank these young people. Let's all stay here. Let's stand up together. We're going to pray together. Everyone stand together. You, I want you to keep your sheets and regarding your hearts, and um, please pray with me if you want to just take the hand of someone next to you. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that your word clearly shows us that we can guard our hearts and that today with your power, your help, and your presence, that our hearts will not be unguarded. We will keep our hearts guarded by your spirit. We love you, Jesus. We return thanks to you. Thank you for victory. This is the victory that overcomes even our faith. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.